What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Progress Not Perfection podcast. So yesterday, I put in my stories a story about a golden retriever named Phil. Now, Phil was 150 pounds. He was overweight when his mom adopted him. And the story kind of went that the mom was talking about how she wanted to adopt an overweight dog because she wanted to actually transform a dog's life. And I thought this was the coolest fucking story because, like, it made me want to adopt an overweight dog because this dog was clearly, I wouldn't say unhappy because he was still happy at the weight he was at. (laughs) Like, dogs don't know shit about social stigma They don't know shit about, like, what society says you should look like and blah, blah, blah. He only knew that he didn't feel the best, right? That he didn't really, he couldn't really go on long walks. He couldn't really get upstairs that well. He didn't really have that much energy or vitality, but that didn't stop him from smiling and wagging his tail and being super loving and kind and just a beautiful creature, right? Dogs are just beautiful creatures. I could go on forever about dogs. But his mom adopted him and she started a couple things with him because she wanted to transform this dog's life. And in my stories, I put up a quiz. I said, how did Phil lose his weight? Was it A, a special diet? B, by not spiking his insulin? C, hit cardio to target stubborn belly fat? Or D, more walks and less food. Now, hopefully you answered D, more walks and less food because that is correct. So 99.99% of the people on my stories answered that correctly. But if you watch that video again, something very important the owner talked about. Daily walks were non-negotiable. They were non-negotiable. In this dog's transformation, this dog lost 60 pounds, but he was only 150 pounds. So like literally a third of his body weight, you know, actually less than a third of his body weight. But you guys know I'm not good at math. So almost a third of his body weight, this dog lost and daily walks were non-negotiable. This sometimes meant walking at nighttime, walking late at night. She would take Phil on walks no matter what. Phil was getting his damn walk in. This is how it's done. This is how it is done for humans. You have to make daily non-negotiables. Non-negotiables. They are not negotiable. Okay? This means some daily non-negotiables for you. These are just suggestions. You don't have to do any of them. But I'll give you some of my daily non-negotiables. And then you can develop your own from here. Because I have non-negotiables for all my coaching clients. And they have to hit these non-negotiables at least six days out of seven per week. So one of them for me is I drink at least, at least half my body weight in ounces of water. That's not an issue for me. I don't have to track my water. I literally have a 32 ounce mason jar. That I fill maybe six or seven times throughout the day while I'm working from home. I also have a 
32-ounce water bottle with a straw. It's like a hydro flask I carry around with me. And I fill that up at least six or seven times per day. So literally, I drink water all fucking day. I'm an animal. And actually, something I saw is interesting was a video on the thermic effect of water maybe i'll talk about that in another episode because water is not water is like negative calories when you drink water your body actually has to use energy to use that water so my theory and there's not a lot of solid research on this but my theory is the thermic effect of water is higher than we know because people who drink a lot of water they tend to have less problems with their weight it also keeps you full so water is amazing i'm not going to go over all the benefits of water in this podcast because honestly you would take up 10 15 minutes another thing that is a daily non-negotiable for me is eating vegetables at two or three meals per day i roast off my vegetables you can listen to the podcast right before this where i talked about meal prep hacks for people who hate meal prepping I roast off vegetables every single week so that way I can grab and go. I have a bowl of roasted vegetables in my fridge almost at all times that are already chopped up. They're roasted. They're ready to go. I throw them in a pan or I throw them in my air fryer along with the meal that I'm already eating. And I eat a handful of them at almost every meal. Not only is it delicious, but it saves me time. It saves me energy and it helps me get in those micronutrients and fiber and helps my digestive health, helps me feel better, and all that good stuff. Another daily non-negotiable for me is having at least one piece of fruit per day. For me lately, this has been a banana. Sometimes it's an apple. Sometimes it's a handful of blueberries. Sometimes I throw a bunch of frozen fruit out of my fridge into the defrost mode of my microwave, and I just eat a gigantic bowl of fruit because I love it. And actually, that's kind of been my dessert for a long time because I love fruit especially late at night right before bed which I'm trying to change that because I'm trying to stop eating at least two hours before bed but after dinner I will have some fruit all right so those are my daily non-negotiables some other ones that I include on a daily basis are 8,000 to 10,000 steps per day if this means I gotta walk on a treadmill for an hour I'm fine with that a lot of times what I do is right after I'm done with work, I go and get my steps in. Because I know that I incre- I have like this surge of energy when I get off work. And then after that, I am just tired. And I don't want to do anything. So I try to commit myself. I drive straight to the gym to hit the treadmill or hit my workout. Or I drive straight to my walking spot, with it, which is a little trail close to my house. And I get in my steps. It's not negotiable. I use this time to either be completely silent and disconnected from social media, from friends, from family, from my phone, or I use this time to learn. I will use this time to listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks, and really try to use this time for personal development, which is also relaxing for me, or I just use this time to be present, okay? So that's another daily non-negotiable is 8 to 10K per steps per day. Another one for me is making sure I get in enough protein. For me personally, right now, my goal is 144 to 166 grams of protein. A lot of times I go over that because 
going over on protein is never a bad thing as long as your total calories are within your goals. Another daily non-negotiable for me is hitting my calories. So these are, and also three times a week, four times a week, hitting my workouts. These are non-negotiables for me. And I've been doing this long enough to where I don't make excuses for myself. If I don't do it, I don't beat myself up. The faster you can not beat yourself up, the faster you can forgive yourself when you don't accomplish what you planned out to accomplish, the faster you can forgive yourself, the more of a chance you have of continuing this process long term. Because it's not about what you it's not about what you don't do, it's what about it's about what you do do. So focus on the things you did well rather than the things you didn't, and you will be a lot better off. I think a lot of people on this fitness journey, a reason why they struggle with it, a reason why they give up, the reason why they feel like nothing's working is because they have such a negative connotation towards themselves, towards their body, towards their relationship with food. They feel like nothing's working. They feel like something's wrong with them. They feel like they're just doing everything and nothing's working, right? If you really look at things in the big picture, the grand scheme of things, it is working. It's just not working on your terms. It's not working on your timeline, right? Which is why people jump to fad diets and they can be attractive, right? Like a keto diet or a cleanse, a juice fast, right? All these things that promise all these amazing benefits because they're trying to sell you something. I fell for it, you know? Five years ago, I fell for it. I was on keto. You know, I was doing the fasting. I was juicing every day. I was doing all these things. I thought I had found the answers. And now I know that there is no quick route. There's no quick fix. Besides surgery, which, you know, frankly, I'm not a big fan of unless you like you're seriously at a high health risk. You know, I'm a fan of putting in the work because I feel like that grit, that determination, those habits, building that those habits will make you a better person. If you do them long term and you stick with it. No, I want to give a shout out to a client of mine and and she knows who she is because she'll be listening to this. Uh, She has been through the ringer with her weight loss journey. You know, she has been consistent for the last like year and a half. She's been a client of mine and she has ups and downs, guys. Like she has gone through a lot of challenging times she's lost a lot of people in her life she has had deaths in the family she's had deaths of friends she's had just so many issues come up so many problems at work so many problems with her kids so many problems come up and she hasn't quit she's still doing it yeah she's not at her goal weight yeah you know in the first three months of us working together she Achieved something really amazing and lost a bunch of weight and then gained it back over the summertime, which happens, right? So what we're working on now is building those habits, sustainability, and and trying to focus on the long-term approach because these habits now that she's building are going to be with her for the rest of her life. And even if, even if, you know, she doesn't get to her goal body weight within the next, you know, six months or a year, we know that she is building habits that she will be well on her way. So 
I hope that motivates you guys. I hopefully I hope that encourages you guys to not give up and just keep going, keep pushing forward and create those daily non-negotiables for yourself. Make a list of them. Write them down. Put them somewhere that you have to look at them every single day and then write them down on a calendar if you did them or not. Keep track of this stuff because chances are a month from now, you're going to be like, nothing's working. And if you didn't keep track of how consistent you were with these daily non-negotiables, then you have no data to go off of. And you'll, you think people tend to overestimate their consistency. They tend to think they're doing everything right. <laughs> when as a matter of fact, they've been super relaxed, right? I have clients who every single week, they're like, oh, it was my kid's birthday party. Oh, I went out with some friends on Friday. Oh, I did this. It was like, we did this and we went on this trip and we did this. And, you know, I didn't want to worry about my calories. And I didn't want, look, that's great. You know, I think not worrying about your calories and not worrying about weight loss all the time is a great thing. I think this process should be sustainable for you. You should be able to enjoy yourself. But if you have some special event coming up every single week <laughs> or every single week you have something stressful come up and you feel like you just needed a break that day. If this happens every single week, then there's something going on. There's something wrong. You are looking for an excuse to not be consistent, to give yourself that pass and, and me as a coach, I can't always co-sign that. I can co-sign it to a certain point, but if it's happening every single week, I no longer can co-sign it. And then tough love Jeff's got to come out. And, and I don't like being tough love Jeff, but sometimes it's the only way to get people to listen is to give them that tough love and let them know, hey, I love you, but here's what I'm seeing and here's what I need from you. And this is how I am in my relationships. This is how I am in my friendships. This is how I am with my family. Sometimes I give them that tough love. And sometimes I need to give myself that tough love. Look myself in the mirror and say, hey, look, I love you. But this is what I need from you. You see how that sounds? It's assertive. It's confident. But it's also stating my needs. Because we all have needs that we need from, from each other and we need stuff from ourselves. And sometimes we are just not putting in the effort with ourselves that we know we need to be. So we have to have that conversation with ourselves. Look in the mirror and say, hey, I love you, but this is what I need from you. I need you to step it up. I need you to be more consistent. I need you to stop making excuses. I need you to be honest with yourself. I need you to actually want this, not just for me, but for you, because you deserve it, because this is why you came to me. Because long term, you are going to be so grateful that you actually made this transformation, just like fill that golden retriever at the end of this. You know, at the end of his story, when he lost that, that 60 pounds, Phil's owner was saying that she could tell that Phil was happier, 
that he had more energy to do the things that he wanted to do, that he had more vitality, he had a little more, what's, here's, here's what's funny, and then I'll end this, because this has been a long podcast, but Phil actually had a little bit of sass to him, and, and her owner, Phil's owner actually liked it, because Phil would speak, he would do this little, like, it'd be a little, like, low-level bark when he wanted something, right which he didn't do before phil was stating his needs he was stating his needs he was telling his owner hey it's food time it's dinner time like come on i need my food hey it's walk time (laughs) right so sometimes you need to state your needs just like my boy phil like sometimes you need to state your needs with yourself and say hey i love you But this is what I need from you. All right. Tough love. Hope you all have an amazing Sunday. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I actually really, really enjoyed this episode because sometimes my logical brain can take over a little bit with these podcasts. And I just want to make them about facts. And here are six ways to stay full in a calorie deficit. Right. Which like I love those kind of that kind of stuff. But let's go a little deeper. You know, let's talk about the mindset and psychology of this whole thing, because that is my specialty. That's where I shine. All right. So I love you. Here's what I need from you. I need you to keep listening to this podcast because I'm grateful for you. And I also need you to DM me on Instagram and let me know if this podcast in any way helped you out or, or you appreciated it in any way. It really helps me keep doing this on a daily basis. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow.